When the COVID pandemic started, the leadership at Journey Bible Church started praying about ways to help out the community. And something called the Kindness Kitchen was eventually launched. With us on our podcast right now are Pastor Brandon Champagne and Chef Greg Reynolds. Pastor, take us back to how this idea all started going. Well, that's, boy, it's interesting. It feels like years ago now, doesn't it, when this pandemic began? Um, uh, but Richard, thank you so much for, for allowing us to, to speak about this today. It's, um, I will tell you that back in March, we had no idea what we were in for, uh, but we could tell that uh, things were really, really changing quickly uh, all of our lives. And really about that time, our, our church was looking for ways to reach out in our community. And one way was with schools and, and neighborhoods and just how can we make a difference and impact. And we were already talking about those things. And God was putting that in our heart, obviously, because he's preparing us uh, for something we, did, we couldn't foresee. Um, around that time, I had been the worship pastor, actually. And we as pastors were talking, hey, how can we leverage who we have here and, and reallocate resources uh, to do this, what God's calling us to do? And, and it was becoming clear to many of us that we needed to just shift some roles here. And, and I had been leading worship for 15 years. That's, that's you know, I was a worship pastor. Um, and I've been involved in the community as well a lot. And and so God just made it possible for us to do that, to just just do some covering bases. And we all, several of us moved roles. One of our guys, became he, our former youth pastor, became our worship pastor. And right around that time, um, you know, there was there was a real need for for food, and there always is anyway. But there were there were families that were quarantining, and there were families that. Uh, we're going through hardship, losing losing jobs temporarily, and uh, you know now we know permanently for a lot of them. But uh, and and at that time, Chef Greg Greg Reynolds here, um, but he, he's been actually a member of our church for for many years, and uh, and he and his wife are just great servants, and they're just known in our church in our community as that. And he he's a he's a really respected uh, individual person, uh, not to mention you know as a chef. Um, so they, they did cater a lot of things here at the church uh, prior to that. Well, God had been putting it on Greg's heart to do something, to go deeper at, at, as well at the, at, at the time, uh, and to use his time and his resources and energy and knowledge uh, in the food industry um, in, in, in a new way that God was, God was speaking to his heart. It came together at the exact same time in March. And uh, the church you know, said, we don't understand what it is, but we're going to try this. We don't know any other churches doing this specifically, using their kitchen this way. And we looked at our kitchen. We have a great, nice, beautiful, big kitchen. Had not thought of it as, as, as this kind of production uh, before that. And w- wouldn't you know it, and I don't want to tell Greg's story, but he'd been dreaming for years about us using that kitchen in, in greater ways than we were. Uh, not just for potlucks in the church, you know, <laughs> and ministry events, but, but for ways to touch in, in people's lives and and connect the heart of, of our church and the gospel uh, with with a, a community that is hungry, not just for physical food, as we know, right? And so so God orchestrated all that. We It came together, and Greg spent about three months in that kitchen just getting it ready for what we believed was going to happen. And so by July, we were up and running. We didn't even have a name yet. Uh, we were still working on that. And so we said, you know, one day we just kind of we were I can't remember we were in a meeting or something. Someone just said, you know, kindness is what the world needs, and, and Jesus, you know, through us that's how we show it. And oh, we, you know, people need food. Why, kindness kitchen that just makes sense. So I don't remember who came up with it, but that's where we ended up. And 
so long story short, now getting to where we are at this point, we're we're putting out hundreds of meals a week uh, to people in need. Uh, it started with families we knew that had lost their jobs. There were families in the church struggling, people in the hospital, um, and and but but from there it's even grown because we have relationship with with the public schools here in Olathe. And uh, we, we've been able to encourage teachers uh, and bring bring staff meals. Uh, it's been a hard year for them. We 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 have cards from people telling us, "You don't know what this meant. That meal, that hot meal that came from your church. We can't tell you how that picked my day and my year up. It's been so hard." One teacher said she'd been in tears, and when she saw that somebody cared in the community and said, "Hey, you're a hero to us," um, it, it made all the difference. And frontline workers. You know, we've been able to go on some floors and hospitals and, and thank thank them. Hey, thank you for what you're 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 doing. My wife's a nurse, by the way, uh, and she went on the front lines um, uh, around the country, uh, New Orleans, Texas, when, whenever they had the hot zones, and uh, she was a COVID nurse. And um, so I know what it means to them. She she came back with stories about how they felt encouraged when churches actually found ways to minister to them. So uh, it is it's just picked up steam beyond what we could ever have imagined if the, if we didn't have a church that just said yes to God, even though we don't understand it. Um, because this whole pandemic, we don't understand, right? Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of pieces moving in it, not just people's jobs. It's emotional. And, and it's it's down. It's into the soul. It's it's um, what do we do from here? God, um, what's going to happen? Uh, what does my life look like after this? Um, Everyone knows somebody who has has been sick with COVID or even possibly lost a loved one. So I uh, I can tell you this: uh, what what started what, and what what it began. We, we just don't we just don't see how we can't keep doing this <laughs> because spiritual, emotional, and physical poverty will continue. And uh, so really, it's just a matter of uh, a group of people got together and said yes to God. So, Chef Greg, you're the, the point man for, for the food. What kind of meals have you been preparing over the months? Well, we wanted to get hot meals, but also have an accompaniment. So maybe it might be a tossed salad with a custom dressing that uh, fits the meal. Uh, maybe uh, it might be uh, apple, raisin, marshmallow, coleslaw to go with our barbecue for example. So we try and have uh, something hot, but then also have an accompaniment, everything individually packaged. Uh, we, of course, are budget conscious, but at the same time, uh, we start from scratch ingredients. And so that has its own uh, money-saving effect. And so we uh, get things from suppliers and try and take advantage of discounts in every way that we that we can. But we want meals that have variety uh, we change what we're doing all all the time uh, and try and do things that are easily recognized, but do them in the very best way that we possibly can. Um, I was classically trained, went through chef's apprenticeship and chef school here at Johnson County Community College, which has national acclaim. And uh, that's that's all I've done all my life. I worked at uh, did my apprenticeship at the DoubleTree Hotel here at Overland Park and uh, worked there for 21 years. Uh, been catering on the side for 30 some years with my wife. We raised five kids. Uh, we uh, I worked in, in retirement communities and did upscale uh, food and have done all different manners of of cuisine. And so I've had the experience in 
and to do every every form of cooking that there that there is and and so that's really really come in handy but we want something that's going to be uh taste good it's going to be comfortable but it's going to not be way out there weird we want it to have a mass appeal to it our last meal for example uh we did turkey tetrazzini i made uh garlic toast uh we made the bread from scratch and put a couple kinds of cheeses on it. And then I had uh, green beans, but we made them a little different this time. Uh, we put some apples and ham, peppers and onions, and uh, fresh carrots, uh, a little chopped parsley, and some sunflower seeds. That sounds great. Pretty tasty. Yep, and then we had a uh, tossed salad, and we had an Italian creamy ranch dressing with fresh herbs individually packaged. I noticed in the uh, the images that we that we got from you, uh, it seems like the the presentation of the food was very important. Everything was, you know, packaged. It looked professional, and you know, this was not a fly by night situation. I mean, you really put a lot of work into this. We do like to be particular uh, at in every step of the way uh, to let people know that they're being touched, and that's what we found to be uh, one of the most uh, frequently asked questions, you know, with regard to what's going on with this COVID stuff is that people want to be touched. And we already had a lot of walls going on in our culture, you know, in this age of electronic communication. Uh, it's very easy to have a standoffish attitude with people communicating with texts and emails and things are already somewhat impersonal. And we saw the opportunity to be touched by a hot meal as the opportunity to construct and just continue to build on a relational bridge and an opportunity to give our members a tool to use to extend a relationship. And maybe in the case of somebody who is a church member that has gone through something or other, um, well, now you know your church cares about you. And uh, even though you may be isolated, uh, we know what you're going through. We know the sacrifice you're making. We know the suffering that you're enduring. And so this is a way to maintain a connection in a really rough time uh, where relationships can be strained or have the appearance of not existing or functioning at all. And um, it's been surprising to see uh, what the answer has been to this basic question, who needs a hot meal? Uh, what qualifies somebody? And I think initially we got some references from our CARES pastor. It was what you would commonly think, someone who's in financial distress. And I think that's the go-to place that we all have. But, you know, the scripture talks about weary and heavy laden. And these days... It just seems that there is a preponderance of anxiety and stress, and it does not have to have any financial piece to it at all. And it just life is so unbearable and not normal. The opportunity to be touched by somebody and be given a hot meal can just give you a deep breath and maybe a pause. In the case of maybe some single moms having a lot of kids, just doing the routine of life, having a chance to stop in the middle of the week, Wednesdays, the days that we're distributing our meals um, primarily, and uh, just to have the chance to 
to have a breather and not to have to cook dinner for your kids. This allows for other important uh, activities and, and, and parenting to, to happen. And so we feel that we're also supporting families in that way in a tough time. How many meals would you say you've served to date? Well, we started out with 30 uh, and our very first time, and we're up to oh, 250 to pushing 300 sometimes. And, uh, and then as well, uh, that's just on a Wednesday. And then with schools and other events that we've done and, uh, and frontline workers, uh, that's where we do another 100 to 150 meals. So I would say if we took that as a strict average of 400 and we've done, you know, maybe 20, I'd, I'd say eight or 9,000 meals easily. That's incredible. That's a lot of work. And that's, you know, with six months of rolling. Why, why did you jump in? What what led you to do this? Well, I've always uh, known that there was something very, very special. And I had a unique perspective to offer as someone who's catered for 30 years. And uh, I, I've been in the back of a lot of churches and served a lot of churches as a caterer. I've probably been in at least 100 different churches. I've seen what they have for kitchens. And what we have here is very rare because we have a commercial production kitchen that's outfitted with two double-stack convection ovens, and I could go on and on, walk-in, freezer, refrigerator, and you just don't see this in churches. And when God has resourced you uh, in such a fantastic way, you know, I think that He, uh, we have an accountability to use this uh, for the kingdom, and uh, that's the charge that we have accepted. Makes you hungry when he talks, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Pastor Brandon, as as a leader, as as a believer in Christ, uh, what do you feel when you see God allowing you to be a part of something that is obviously touching so many people? It, it, it is very humbling, because then you see that the, that the power that's in us is not of us; it's it's of God. And when you see uh, a life transformed, you see someone touched, and and see the light in their eyes. Um, you know, you can tell that's I I couldn't produce that. This is this is supernatural. It's something God God does, uh, and it's His work. And so, that's that that's very humbling. It, it reminds us that uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege that we are allowed to be in the process. That that God God allows us to be part of it. And uh, so, when you get a front seat to it, you know we've got a hundred volunteers now in the kitchen. We hit 100 last week. I think we're up to 110 today, Greg, um, that, have, that have served in the kitchen. And, and they come back. You don't usually see a name and then, it, and then it, you know, that's it once. Uh, I would say 90% of the people we see, we see again. And you're talking about families, children. Uh, uh, children. We, we have retired people who just wanted a place to, to, to connect and belong. Uh, we, we have people in the community who hear about what we're doing and they're not members of our church at all. They see something on Facebook or, or, or something, and um, or they received a meal uh, because they were in the hospital or something happened, and, and they just needed a meal. And and they come in, and and, and, they're, and they're a little nervous at first, don't know what's going to happen. I'm walking in a church uh, with people I don't know, and, and they're loved. And, and, you know, and, and then they say, hey, I want to take a meal to someone else. And then they, they receive the care, and then they go in turn give it to someone else. And uh, we have people that are delivery drivers. You should see Wednesday here. Uh, about four o'clock, the the line starts around the building, 
Um, we got one of those old uh, air air hoses, those old gas station bells you drive over. Um, we put one of those out there, uh, and, and so the cars roll up, and you hear ding, ding. It's uh, someone's here for their meal, and, and we have families who are, we call them car hops with a K because it's the kindness kitchen, right? Car hops that go out and bring those meals out to them and, and then offer a prayer. We have we have people who say, hey, my, my gift is just praying with somebody. And they're out there, hey, what's going on with you this week? Can I pray for you? And they're starting to recognize some of the faces. Uh, we, ha- we, we, you know, we have a single mom of 12 kids that receives meals. Uh, can you imagine that? Uh, I mean, 12 kids with two people, that ratio one to six is, is hard enough, but one to 12. Um, we have, we, yeah, uh, we, we had a, an elderly couple who um, both had COVID and heard about us on the radio, actually. Uh, and, 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 you know, this was a, a TV news report, I think. And they saw it, and they called and said, we have COVID, we can't get out, and we need food. And so we had someone jump, step right up. Hey, I live in that area. I'm the delivery driver. I'll, I'll, I'll head out there. And, uh, you know, we, we also have pantry food. Uh, we have uh, sometimes people will drop by and say, God said to give this today. Here's a $100 gift card to, you know, to, to Walmart or something. Um, and, and, and it just happens that day this family, this family rolls up that needs the meal, and there's a desperate need uh, for even just more groceries. And we say, you know what? Someone just gave this today. God was looking out. God wanted you to know he loves you through these people and, and through this. And we're able to bless people with other things uh, beyond what we have resources in, in the kitchen. So, uh, so back to, circling back, um, Proverbs 11.11 11 is, is a verse I love. And it's, by the blessing of the upright, a city is built up. And I think about when you think rebuilding, don't, we're not just thinking structure, right, and, and, and physical uh, buildings we, we can see. We're thinking rebuilding people's people's lives, um, their spirit, um, and and they're you know they're emotionally fractured and and so how do we do that? God God says by the blessing of the upright. By, it's by us just being His vessels and being available. And and I also I also love Matthew five sixteen. It's another one I live by about our our light shining before others. Why? Not so we get glory, so that He gets glory. You know, let your shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So even people who are maybe a little more skeptical towards religion, um, towards a church, um, when they, they see the light shining, they want to get in on it. We have people daily calling us or just showing up to serve and say, I saw something about this, uh, or my neighbor got a meal from you. I, I just, I just want to see what's going on here. And you know what? They're doing dishes before long. <laughs> That's amazing. Pastor Brandon, we sure appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of one heart, right, that God, God puts in, in, in us and in, in his people. And so I think we should all be sharing that uh, together. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thank you. And Chef Greg, we thank you very much for, for sharing your thoughts with us, too, and, and all the amazing things you're doing. I really appreciate the opportunity.